guys? My name is Leif Farneson, and you're listening to episode 41 of the Vegan Gym Podcast. My brother and I are vegan fitness coaches and bodybuilders who started this podcast as part of our mission to show the world that vegans are strong, healthy, compassionate badasses who are leading the charge against chronic disease, animal abuse, and climate change. We've had the opportunity to help thousands of vegans reach their fitness goals, but we're just getting started. Our goal is to help 1 million vegans get into the best shape of their lives. So if you believe in challenging the status quo and showing the world how badass veganism really is, then this podcast is for you. With that, I'd like to introduce my brother, my co-host for this podcast, Anders. What's going on, man? Yo, what is going on, everyone? Uh, dude, I get so amped up every single time I hear that intro. Yeah, me too. And I cannot <laughs> wait till we hit that one million. Yeah. Oh, it's coming. <laughs> and and surpass it. Yeah. Uh, but guys, like, it feels like we literally just recorded the po- last podcast, and it, even though it's been two weeks. Yeah. Like, we've had such a crazy last two weeks. The conference happened. We learned some awesome shit we want to implement, and now we're here, and it feels like what happened with our lives yeah oh the past <laughs> but two it's weeks, all been good things though. right the past two weeks have just been a total blur like tons of late nights early yeah. mornings and stuff and we are just uh pulling together content and new amazing stuff to share with you guys and we can't wait to do that yeah. over the coming uh weeks and months but Anders actually has a flight to uh florida in a he has to leave in about half an hour yeah, this is the, the so, most i've traveled in one month in my entire life <laughs> yeah probably except for being on the aircraft carrier when oh, you're yeah, in the I military. Guess that's, true. <laughs> that's just like constant one but i'm not moving i'm just sitting in one area right yeah this is a, a lot of the kind of back and forth stuff but anyways so he has to leave in about 30 minutes so we're going to get right into it and today we are discussing uh kind of the optimal training routine for building muscle so there are kind of two main groups that people have. One is like heavy weight training and, uh, and like focused on heavy compound weightlifting. And one is kind of like uh, lightweight, like pump style workouts uh, that are generally kind of seen as more like the bodybuilding style workouts right. with tons of like isolation exercises and stuff. So we're going to discuss kind of which one is better and why. Uh, but I want to begin this conversation by discussing the correlation between muscle strength and muscle size. Now, usually, if you have more strength, that means that you have more muscle. That's um, that's pretty obvious. We've all seen that uh, kind of anecdotally in our gyms and stuff. Um, and most strength training people who are like focused on uh, like building strength, like powerlifters or strongmen and stuff like that. They tend to focus on heavy compound weightlifting. Obviously, that's what powerlifters focus (laughs) on because that's what they have to master and that's what they have to be really good at. But bodybuilding guys, on the other hand, uh, they tend to think that heavy lifting isn't really necessary. They tend to think that they can just focus on other training variables like, like your volume or time under tension or muscle confusion or metabolic fatigue, something else not related directly to the amount of weight that you're moving. Uh, so the question is who exactly is right? Like, um, obviously there are people who, uh, succeed in kind of the body bodybuilding world who step on the Olympia stage or something. They look super big and, uh, you watch training videos or see their training routines and it's like tons and tons of reps, like hours and hours and hours (laughs) spent in the gym, just like doing light weights and stuff. And and of course they do some kind of heavy compound lifts and stuff, but it's kind of mostly focused on those, the lighter training. So anyways, which, 
which group is really correct and which one should you focus on? So we're going to dive into the research uh, in more detail in this episode, but building strength is absolutely the most reliable way to build muscle. Uh, There is absolutely a direct correlation between muscle strength and muscle size, but that's just kind of the synopsis of the story. There's actually a lot more to it, and that's what we're going to discuss uh, in this episode. So we're going to explain why some guys are much stronger than they look. I think one of the most uh, obvious examples of this is um, a YouTuber uh, named Max Tuning. (laughs) If you know who Max Tuning is, first of all, he's a super awesome guy. He's like my idol. (laughs) Yeah, um, he's He's just super genuine. Yeah, he's a super cool guy and uh, no hating on him at all. He makes fun of himself all the time for this, but he's a pretty small guy uh, Like for the, the strength that he has. For how much you can actually lift. So why does that happen? Why are some guys like kind of skinnier but stronger than you? Like like that sometimes doesn't really seem to make sense. And uh, and then some other guys are deceivingly muscular, but uh, but they're actually not that strong. Like like I see both sides of that. And um, and generally speaking, the stronger someone is, the more muscular they are, or the more muscular they are, the stronger they are. But there are some people who seem to kind of defy uh, right. that um, kind of that correlation. So why does that happen? Well, despite what uh, what you'll read in like bodybuilding magazines and bodybuilding.com forums, the primary driver of muscle growth is progressive overload. This is something that we've talked about a lot in the podcast because it is really, really important. Right. So it's it doesn't come down to muscle confusion or time under tension or muscle soreness or metabolic conditioning or anything else like that. It really comes down to progressive overload. That is the most important thing that you need to be focusing on when you are trying to build muscle and strength. So progressive overload simply means that you're increasing the tension levels in your muscle fiber over time, and the best way to do that, to increase the tension levels in your muscle, is to add weight to the bar, is to lift heavier and heavier weights over time. Now, if you are not gradually adding weight uh, over time to the bar, um, assuming that you're working in the same rep range, uh, if you're not actually adding weight, then you are definitely not building muscle, uh, at least not at an optimal rate. You're not doing everything in your power to build muscle quickly and efficiently. So uh, you might be gaining some muscle if you're not really focused on progressive overload, which is uh, sometimes things that we see in the bodybuilding world yeah. where, where people will be doing tons of light weights and stuff and they'll gain uh, they'll be gaining muscle. We'll kind of explain why that tends to happen in just a little bit. Uh, but, um, but that is the primary uh, driver of muscle growth. It is progressive overload. Um, and of course there are also diminishing returns as you train. This is something that we have both gone through. It's like the longer and longer you focus on progressive overload, the less and less, uh, the, the slower your rate of muscle growth and strength, uh, 
increases. Right. Like yeah. you're going to right. It's like like you can get up to a two twenty five deadlift pretty quickly. Um and then like <laughs> and the then two seventy five is a little bit harder. Yeah. Three fifteen is like okay. And yeah. then uh three sixty five you're like, okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah, three sixty five and, <laughs> and then four oh five and then four fifty five and stuff like Every time you go up, like there are diminishing returns. It takes longer and longer for you to get there. Um, and the same thing goes with like building muscle. Obviously, you're going to build the majority of your muscle uh, in the in the early stages of kind of your weight training. So if you do it right, <laughs> exactly. So uh, so progressive overload is by far the most important thing to focus on. Uh, but there are two other important drivers of muscle growth that we should consider. Uh, but again, progressive overload is the most important. Now, what are those other two important drivers? Well, one is muscle damage. And this is the physical damage that's caused to your muscle fibers by high levels of tension. And, uh, and the, this damage has to be repaired, uh, which your body, uh, will do with the right food and, and the right rest. So, so obviously having the right food, right rest is super important, but we're just kind of saying, uh, okay, let's say you have that handled. What kind of training is the best for building muscle? So, uh, so the other two important things, one is, uh, is muscle damage. Um, and, and again, that's the physical damage caused by muscle fibers, uh, by high levels of tension. And again, that comes back to progressive overload. The only way that you, you can really damage your muscles is, uh, is by using progressive overload, uh, intelligently. Now, the other, uh, important driver of muscle growth beyond, um, beyond, uh, muscle damage and progressive overload is metabolic stress. And that's the process of working your muscle fibers to their metabolic limit through the process of uh, taking repetitions to muscular failure. So this is, uh, people uh, are... People wonder like if you should actually train to failure or not, and um, and it kind of depends on your exact situation. But uh, but you do want to push your muscles to their limit. That doesn't necessarily mean that uh, that you're going to do bench press until like it comes back onto your chest, and then and you, you have to like throw it off your chest. Yeah, and you have to throw it off or scream for <laughs> the, help. The last rep should be. Uh a challenge. Okay. <laughs> the last rep should be really, yeah. really difficult. Uh, like, um, and that's why it's really important to have a spotter just kind right. of as a side note, especially for bench press. Uh, that's, uh, that's incredibly important. Uh, but something like squat that can also be helpful, but definitely bench press if nothing else. So, so anyways, uh, those are the three important drivers of muscle growth. We have progressive overload, which is the most important. We have muscle damage and we have metabolic stress. Now, depending on how exactly you train, how exactly you program your workouts, you can emphasize these three drivers of muscle growth in different ways. So for example, if you're lifting heavy weights, uh, then you're kind of emphasizing progressive overload and muscle damage while using light weights will tend to emphasize metabolic stress. So those are kind of the two kind of main styles of training, the heavyweight training uh, versus kind of lightweight training. And, uh, and let's discuss exactly which one is the, is the best for muscle growth. So if progressive overload is the number one driver of muscle growth, and if adding weight to your uh, working sets is the number one driver of progressive overload, then gaining strength is the most important driver of muscle growth, okay? If A equals B, then B equals C. It's like, right. <laughs> like 
gaining strength is the most important driver of muscle growth because that's what leads uh, to progressive overload. So that's why your number one goal as a natural weightlifter should be increasing your whole body strength. You should be focusing on progressive overload and you should be focusing on the primary uh, compound movements, the squat, deadlift, bench press, and overhead press. Those are the exercises that are going to move the ball forward most for you uh, as quickly and efficiently as possible. So if you want to gain muscle as quickly as possible and you don't want to just go into the gym and spin your wheels and not (laughs) not be making any progress, then yes, you want to be lifting heavy stuff. You want to be focusing on gaining strength as quickly as possible because gaining strength and gaining muscle are highly, highly, highly correlated. And it's a fun process too, you know? It's like lifting heavy stuff is... like so rewarding afterwards too instead of getting that quick pump and then you like fizzle out like 30 minutes later right yeah the (laughs) the pump can feel really good but but that's gone in like 30 minutes but a a new deadlifting pr oh that remains forever (laughs) so yeah yeah quoted late is quoted on that that's a good one so so yeah that's it and yeah it does feel really fun to be hitting kind of um hitting those new goals and 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 pushing yourself to limits and pushing yourself to the limits like it's a lot of fun instead of just like going to the gym and just doing thousands of reps it's like well you you've said in the past like uh, one of the main reasons why you do go to the gym is to to kind of build your your mindset to strengthen your mind and and you can't really do that if you're trained till failure with light weights, that type of thing. Like yeah. that, I, maybe in a way, but like hit, lifting heavy stats, like that is a whole mental challenge. Right. Going in, be like, oh, I have to squat three thirty-five today for five by five. Is like, uh, it, would you rather do? Are you not looking forward to that, or like, okay, let me do some air squats? Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one thousand like, uh... <laughs> one thousand air squats. Right. Yeah, the uh, the heavy squats. Uh, scare me more <laughs> right exactly and uh and yeah so i have to ba- battle my mental demons pretty much on a yeah. on a daily basis with squats and deadlifts in particular but, but i think that's awesome you know yeah. it's like building that mental strength through lifting while building muscle too like that just makes you a well-rounded individual i yeah. think <laughs> yeah it certainly does and and it's and that is what's going to move the ball forward most in terms of your physique. So uh, for for your physique and also your mindset, like this is the most important thing to focus on. You want to be focusing on lifting heavy weights and uh, progressively increasing that weight over time. Now, I will say there's one important thing to keep in mind, and this is also something we've talked about before on the podcast, and that is that you need to prioritize your form over the weight. Truth. So <laughs> you, you can... Uh, depending on the exercise, you can typically actually do more weight with crappy form. Uh, but that puts you at serious risk of injury. You're not going to be gaining the most out of the exercise. You're fueling your ego and not really fueling uh, kind of uh, everything that you can get out of the so, exercise. So for an example would be like put too much weight on the bench press and you don't go all the way down your chest. You kind of just like air pump it. Yeah. <laughs> Or, or just like bounce off your chest right. like as fast as exactly. you can or something. Just like any kind of thing where you're you're realizing that your form is deteriorating. Like you need to uh, just like get your ego in check. Yeah. Like bring the weight and down And you know a when bit. you're there. Okay. Right. <laughs> and uh, and like I've gone through this so many times with my squat. I've, I've dumped a bunch of weight 
uh, to get back to really kind of nailing my form. I just uh, I just took like a cut to my ego and I was like, okay, yeah. we need to dial in the form and then we can build a squat back up. I've done the same thing uh, with my deadlift. I've done the same thing with uh, my bench press. And, uh, and now I'm way beyond where I was before. Right. Um, and I've been able to continually progress because I have the right form, because I'm pushing myself correctly, because I'm focusing on the right exercises. So anyways, get the form right, focus on these right exercises, and, uh, and that's what's going to move the ball forward most for you. So let's discuss uh, those two examples that we talked about earlier. First, we're going to talk about uh, that guy or gal uh, that you know who is a lot stronger than they look. The the max tunings of the world. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe you know someone like that who is far stronger than you, uh, but you actually have more muscle than them. What is up with that? I know that can be annoying because you feel like you've spent so much time in the gym, you should be stronger than somebody who's smaller than you. Uh, So what is the cause of that? Is it greater muscle activation? Do they just have flawless technique? Like what is the, why, why can they do that? And you can't do that now. Uh, like being able to tap into, uh, all of your muscle, like activate all your muscle, being able to have really good technique. Obviously those play a part and those are important, but actually the most important factor in determining your strength level is your anatomy. And this is something that uh, I actually don't think we have talked about in the podcast yet, but it is important. Um, it's not anything that you can really change, <laughs> but it uh, it does play a factor. Uh, it does play a role in this um, in this whole strength game. So it is important to just consider. Uh, so if if you feel like uh, you got a max tuning at the gym who's who's stronger than you, but but kind of looks like a stick. There's always one, right? <laughs> it seems like there is. And, uh, and if that's the case for you, just know, like there are factors kind of outside of your control. And, uh, and the main one is your anatomy and no, they're not taking steroids. Like you want to, yeah. you want to say, well, they might be, but but guys like Max, no, right. <laughs> So anyways, okay, so let's talk a little bit about anatomy. Now, we all have the same muscles, and they're located generally in the same places, uh, but the most important variable that changes from one person to another uh, is actually your muscles insertion points, where the specific places where your muscles actually attach to your skeletal structure. Now, if those move by just kind of like one or two uh, centimeters, just a very small difference from one person to another... Uh, the, if, if the, those attachment points where your muscle attaches to your bones, uh, your entire skeletal structure, if that moves just a few centimeters, that can actually lead to incredible differences in your strength. And this is purely physics, which is something that I love to geek out about, (laughs) but it boils down to mechanical advantage because muscles function as levers. They're very simple, uh, tools. Um, and, uh, and that's how, that's how your muscles work. That's how you pick up things. So where your muscles attach to your bones greatly affects how much force they're able to produce and thus how much weight they're able to move. So uh, your anatomy plays a, a huge um, potential role in how much strength you, you can actually muster. So studies have found that due to anatomical variance, strength can vary by as much as 25% among people with identical amounts of lean body mass. Yeah, I wish I could have 25 more percent. (laughs) Right. Can you imagine that? That would be amazing. 
So, so let me say that again, because this absolutely blew my mind when I read this one person can be as much as 25% stronger than another person with the same lean body mass, simply because his or her anatomy is better suited for weight training. Dang. So you look at someone like Max and they must be like super gifted right. with like, with, uh, with, with great where placements, right. With where their muscles attached to their bones, like their anatomy is just like perfect. And, uh, so if that's, if you feel like, like you're not as strong as you should be based on how much muscle you have, this is, uh, quite possibly the reason why. So Beyond your muscles' precise uh, attachment points, uh, your body proportions also play a major role. So, for example, uh, somebody with relatively long arms and short legs, uh, like an ape or something. <laughs> That's exactly what, what I pictured. <laughs> right. Yeah, me too. If, if you walking picture, up to the bar. <laughs> if you picture someone with really long arms and short legs, uh, they're going to kill it when they deadlift. It's yeah. like, like they have every uh, like body proportion advantage when it comes to deadlift. But then but they're then, screwed in, in chest. <laughs> exactly. I was just going to get to that. Their feet what? might not even touch the ground. <laughs> yeah. When you get over the bench press, they have this huge distance yeah. that the bar path has to travel because their arms are so long. So they're going to probably have a really bad bench. Right. And uh, and so that's you kind of just um. I mean, you can't change this. You you have what you got, right. <laughs> but but the I just wanted you to kind of understand how different um, how your anatomy can really play into uh, your strength. So uh, so strength is a really really highly correlated with uh, with muscle mass, but there are exceptions, and the main exceptions come down to anatomy. Yeah. So now let's talk about the other example that we discussed earlier. What about the guy or gal who is uh, who's gaining muscle quickly but isn't focusing on heavy compound weight training? They're focused on lightweight training and um, they're kind of completely avoiding progressive overload. So there are two main reasons that this happens. The first reason that this happens is uh, that they're just getting started with training and they're in the middle of uh, what we call the newbie gain phase. The newbie gain. <laughs> so, yeah, newbie gain. So their body during this time will be hyper responsive to any training stimulus, regardless of how bad their training program is. Right. <laughs> like they, you can have a horrendous training program, but still gain muscle pretty quickly yeah. If you're just getting into weight training because your muscles are getting adapted, they're hyper responsive to this new training stimulus. My training in the beginning was like complete ass and I was still building some muscle. I couldn't imagine going back and doing what we know now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to discuss kind of how powerful that could potentially be. But I went through the same thing. And, uh, and that was the pump, bro. Right. And for the first like six months to a year, I was like, wow, this works really well. (laughs) And then you hit like year two and year three and year four. And you're like, okay, I completely plateaued. What, what have I done? And then you hit year 10 when you're doing it correctly. You're like, why did I do that? Right. (laughs) Yeah. I just wasted so many years, like focused on the wrong training plan. And, uh, so we're going to get into that and explain kind of like the power of potentially doing it right, right from the start. So, uh, the reason, so 
if we're looking at all these newbie gains, uh, this is why research shows that when you're new to uh, resistance training, getting stronger does produce muscle growth, uh, but you just but you don't have to gain much strength to gain size. Like like when you're first getting started, strength and muscle mass uh, improvements aren't necessarily. Uh, highly correlated like they are correlated but you don't have to be building strength to be building muscle like you'll be building some strength but you could be focused on uh on the lightweight training which isn't necessarily building strength uh versus like uh progressive overload and heavy weightlifting so like you were just saying for the first several years of training i really didn't pay any attention to gaining strength i was just following like the high rep uh, like pump style bodybuilding workouts. So sad to even that, think about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did I Can do? Can we just stop talking about it? Right. <laughs> but I think it's important to talk right. about because we, we want to save you guys from that. We don't want to you guys. Right. Exactly. Because we literally wasted years and years <laughs> of our lives doing that. Uh, not of our lives, but years and years of our training and like potential muscle exactly. growth. Um, so that's what I did when I first started. And I was doing tons of drop sets, supersets. I was... I regret to admit I was focused on muscle confusion through <laughs> through many years. It's because you were confused too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was I was more confused than my muscles. <laughs> so so of course I did gain muscle uh, rather quickly at the beginning, but I also quickly plateaued. Uh, so um, you can pretty much pro- completely ignore progressive overload for your first six months of weight training, uh, but. And you can make gains, but then you're going to plateau, and that's exactly what happened to me. I gained about 15 pounds of muscle in my first two years of training, uh, which honestly isn't even that impressive. Like, right. like I should have gained way more if I had just focused on the right stuff. But it was enough where I was like, okay, this is working. Like, right. like I feel like I'm making progress. The problem was after two years, right. <laughs> like the stuff that started happening after two years. So from year two to year seven – I really only gained about 10 pounds of muscle. I was about to say, you mean like, the things that really didn't happen in that? Yeah, the <laughs> things that didn't happen. Like, literally, in that five-year time frame, I gained about 10 pounds of muscle. And um, and that's that's really bad. Like, if you can if you can imagine, like, how, like, demoralizing that is, how demotiv- demotivating that is, yeah. where I was just, like, putting in all of this effort and I was getting basically nothing in return um it was really really uh it was a struggle for me to go through that that's when it kind of like becomes that just painful to get to the gym and yeah that's what that what is what turns a lot of people away from the gym because they get to that point they're like oh i've reached my maximum potential yeah exactly (laughs) yeah motivation is fickle and fleeting if you don't actually start getting results then uh you're going to get burned out pretty quickly because um because it's really difficult to keep pushing uh hard and and putting in the work to really not make any progress like that is as i said before that's so demotivating so that's why it's that's why it's absolutely crucial uh for you to get the right strategy for you to because that's what builds kind of the motivation the the right mindset and stuff you need to be making progress you can't just say okay i'm motivated and i'm just going to work for 5 years because if you're not making any progress like you're not going to last 5 years right. so um so anyways like i was putting in all this work and i was getting uh really no results 
And for the first seven years, I uh, I was basically doing no compound lifting. Like <laughs> I was doing I was doing bench press like any gym bro would do. Right. But uh, but I was doing and I was doing some squats, but they were they were like quarter squats. Right. <laughs> and I use a Smith machine sometimes, <laughs> which I also don't want to admit. The never tr- use the a truth Smith comes machine. Out. Yeah, never never use a Smith machine. Uh, but anyways, that was about it. Like yeah. I completely ignored deadlift, uh, which is. My, my, say, my gains were a lot less than yours, so yeah. I, I was in the same exact position. Yeah, so it was it was bad anyways. And I remember this one guy uh, who used to train um, in our college gym. Uh, I went to Lehigh University, uh, and uh, and in our gym, uh, there was a guy who um, who would always go in and he would deadlift. Like, he deadlifted probably three days a week. And, uh, and this guy was an absolute monster. Like, he was a beast. He was a wrestler. Um, and I didn't really know him, but I saw him all the time because we, we saw each other in the gym all the time and he was just a, a beast. Like he was, his physique was amazing. He was so like big and strong and stuff. (laughs) And I just felt like, like I was just toiling away, like doing thousands of bicep curls and he's just hitting like, like, I'll get there one day. Yeah. He's just hitting like deadlifts (laughs) and stuff. And, um, I could imagine deadlifts three days, three times a week though. Dude, he was a beast. (laughs) And, and for some reason, I did not make the connection between that. Right. I was like, okay, like I'm just, oh, I just need to work harder. I need to lift longer. And I'm looking at this guy who's doing exactly what I should be doing, right. but, but I don't, uh, but I wasn't like for whatever reason, like I didn't, I didn't know better. Like that was one reason, but, but also deadlifts are pretty hard. So, right. so I'm sure that kind of uh, like uh, sw- pushed me away a little bit too, but but anyways, um, you there are kind of two approaches you could take. You could start by doing the high rep, uh, like low weight workouts that we first started doing when we got started, and you could do that for your first like year or so, and then you could transition to heavy compound weightlifting after you got all your newbie gains. But why not start with progressive overload right. right out of the gate and get the most bang for your buck? That's also going to allow you time to prepare both physically and mentally uh, for what's to come. Like right. for the muscle, that's going to be way more difficult to build down the road. I bet you I would have been like 15, 20 pounds heavier right now. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I would, yeah, I'd have so, a... You'd be like a lean 200. <laughs> yeah. I know, a 700 pound deadlift. Right. But no, probably yeah, not. seriously, like it's... What we want to teach you guys from our experiences and just don't mess up like we did. It, it's just like as simple as that. Just get started. And the compound lifts are so much more fun than those yeah. pump style workouts anyway. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's a little frustrating to get into it at first because you have no idea about form or anything. But once you get to start doing it, you have great form and you start upping those numbers, like you get addicted. Yeah. And it's a, yeah, I, it's I will a lot of turn fun. away from it ever right. again. Yeah, so it's not just like, oh, I'm not seeing any results. Like, I'm not, I'm not actually building muscle. You can also say, oh, I'm making strength gains. Like, things exactly. are progressing because as things start slowing down and you start uh, like getting into like now we're in year ten, but I guess like we're in like year three of like doing it correctly, yeah. or I'm like in year three of doing <laughs> it correctly. But anyways, like you could be. Um, you could be like seeing very slow results in terms of building muscle, but then you can look and say, okay, well I've increased my bench press by 20 pounds in the last four months. Exactly. So, so that makes me feel really good. And, uh, and that's kind of, um, what I've been basing a lot of my progress on is like my numbers. So that becomes, um, kind of a fun thing to watch grow as well, because yeah. that starts kind of going a little faster than, yeah, than when the you don't changes see yourself- on the- 
When you don't see yourself grow, then you just look at the numbers and make sure that those are still rising. (laughs) So anyways, like you should definitely focus on, excuse me, you should definitely focus on progressive overload kind of from the outset of your training. Uh, That way you're going to have your technique dialed in. You're going to be comfortable with handling heavy loads safely with proper form. Like you're going to have all the pieces together so you can hit the ground running when your newbie gains are all used up (laughs) and, and you're, but, and also you're going to be getting the most out of those, those newbie gains too. Like if you're on, if you're doing your training properly. So anyways, that's kind of, that's kind of the first reason, uh, that's that people, uh, gain muscle quickly, but don't seem to be focused on heavy compound weightlifting. It's the newbie gains. That's kind of the first reason. And the second reason is they're using drugs. (laughs) (laughs) It's really that simple. Like newbie gains or they're using something that you're not using, which uh, you shouldn't use. (laughs) So um, if you are a natural weightlifter, you should be focused on progressive overload. That is the thing that's going to move the ball forward most for you uh, as quickly and efficiently as possible. Now, we get asked a lot as well, what happens once you hit your genetic potential for strength? Like obviously... Uh, your numbers aren't going to be going up forever. You, right. You're not going to be getting to a lean 300 uh, as a as a as a natural weightlifter, or you're not. I'm not going to have a 900 pound deadlift ever. Like <laughs> like there is a genetic ceiling for muscle mass and uh, and strength gain. So, um, and and that's that's okay. And, uh, and in my opinion, that's nothing that you really need to worry about. Um, and, and that's for two main reasons. Now, the first reason is that it literally takes like 10 to 15 years of consistent, proper training for you to really hit your genetic strength and muscle mass potential, hit that ceiling. Uh, so I, as I've said, I've been training for about 10 years. Uh, but as I just discussed in this podcast, like the first seven were wrong. So you've got 12 (laughs) more to go. (laughs) Yeah. So, so I think I have like another seven to 12 years of progress before I, uh, really hit my genetic strength and muscle mass like ceiling. And it might happen a little earlier than that, but, um, but maybe it it won't, maybe it will go kind of the full 12 years or something. But, um, but honestly, I'm pretty satisfied with my current physique. Like, obviously, um, I, I feel good about my physique, about my fitness level, about my strength. And of course, I still want to make progress in the gym. Like, I go yeah. to the gym to make progress. And it would still be uh, highly demotivating to me if I go into the gym uh, for months and months at a time and all of my numbers just stay right where they are. Like, that would... That would, um, That's what nightmares are made of. Right. That, <laughs> like that, w- that would make the process pretty, uh, pretty gruesome for me. But uh, so, yeah, obviously I want to keep making progress. And, of course, um, I still look at myself in the mirror and, um, and I, I mostly focus on like kind of all the little things that I'd like to improve. It's so easy to do that when you're looking in the mirror and you're like, oh, right. like my, my lats could be a little wider or like, like my traps are actually looking a little small in comparison to the kind of the rest of my upper body. So We're I really need worse critics. Right. We're all our own worst critics. So of course I look into the mirror and I kind of see those, those things as well. But generally speaking, I feel really good about where I am right now. And that actually leads me to the second reason that you shouldn't worry about kind of hitting your genetic potential. And that's this. If, and 
when and if you ever hit your genetic strength and muscle mass potential, you're going to have a body that belongs on the cover of a fitness magazine. You're going like, to have a sto- stone sculpture for Yeah, you. you're going to look so good that you're going to be totally okay with just plateauing. Um, and and I know that I'm not there yet, so I can only – and I'm kind of okay with where I, I've gotten to. So if I know that I'm just going to be making more and more progress, like I'm – super enthusiastic about that like i'm i'm already okay with knowing that i have a cap like like i'm not going to be progressing forever in terms of building strength and building muscle and that's okay because uh once you do hit that once you hit your true genetic strength and muscle mass potential i think you're going to be pretty freaking happy with your progress (laughs) so for those two reasons i don't think you need to worry at all about actually hitting that ceiling and that's probably not going to happen um anytime soon and um so stop quit uh, quit worrying about and just lift some weight and And, have fun with it and just do it yeah just (laughs) put in the work and make it happen and uh, and there is a very, very good chance that you aren't even close to your genetic potential yet. So uh, so don't worry about that. And when you do get there, I think you're going to be very happy to just uh, simply maintain your physique. Now, another thing that we should discuss is that um, is that many people actually think they've hit their genetic potential, but they're actually just training incorrectly right. and they're stuck. They've plateaued. So they're like... I'm not okay with my body and I can't build any more muscle. No, if that's actually the case, uh, it's probably because you don't have the right training plan or nutrition plan. Like you don't have the right strategy or your mindset's lacking or your commitment is lacking or you don't have the right accountability. I would, I would guess that something is not working. Uh, I would in- guarantee it. <laughs> I just would guarantee it, and I might actually second that. Like something is not working if if you uh, feel like you've hit your your genetic potential, you're completely plateaued, and uh, and you feel like there's nothing you can do. So there there's something wrong, and and you need to uh, seriously work to figure that out. Yeah. Um, and so go listen to other podcast episodes. You can reach out to us. Uh, like figure out how to break through that plateau because. Once you actually get to your ultimate uh, potential, uh, I think you're going to be really quite enthusiastic and, oh, yeah. and happy with what you've accomplished. So um, until anyways, that day, <laughs> until that day, yeah, we we still got a long way to go. But but I'm I'm kind of glad. Like I'm looking forward to continuing that journey. To continue to work on. Yeah, you know, and it's uh, like I said earlier, it, it fitness is more than just like my physique. It's also building my mindset, and I I love the process. Yeah, as hard as it is, I freaking love it <laughs> amen to that well i think that's gonna be a wrap for the podcast do you have anything else uh i need to catch a flight <laughs> yeah you need to get out of here in one minute uh so so yeah uh and you haven't even packed so yeah. you should probably you should probably get that packer. done yeah so anyways guys thank you so much for listening to this episode of the vegan gym podcast i hope that you found this to be really valuable and you learned something new um please be sure to uh share this episode with a friend somebody who you know is kind of struggling with uh, maybe the the lighter weight training. Uh, you know that they're a natural weightlifter and they're just kind of like spinning their wheels and getting really uh, frustrated. Yeah, like, help a friend out. Come on now. Yeah, help a friend out. <laughs> share this episode with them. And, uh, and also, please be sure to uh, review.
review the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher uh, or leave a comment on YouTube, wherever that you're watching this, uh, please be sure to engage in some way. We love seeing all your comments, seeing all your reviews, yeah. um, and uh, and we really, really appreciate you guys. So, yeah. Guys, we, we do this because we just want to help you get into the best shape of your life and to have like a really like fulfilled life, okay? Um, so like... The, the, our fee is just to share it with people, and we, we're not going to advertise on here at all. We just want people to spread our word and yeah. help everyone else. Yeah. So. Well, this is – I mean this is all our – this is our mission. Yeah. Like this is our mission, and you're a part of that. So it's really important for, for you to help uh, like kind of grow this movement by yeah. sharing the podcast – uh, telling your friends about it, reviewing it, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So super um, easy. Just take a link and send it. All right, exactly. Guys? <laughs> it is really easy. So I uh, guess that's going to be a wrap for the podcast. I hope that you guys have a freaking fantastic week. And until next time, keep challenging the freaking status quo.